0: It is September 6th, 8th? Nope, 8th. 8th, 2020, and we're back. It's the churn. A little bit of a different approach here. This is quarantine, pandemic living. It's your host, the commish, and co-host,
1: Sir Bron. How are you? Oh, I was not expecting you to call me that. Um, no, man, I'm pumped. Happy to be here for all you melting pot guys. Uh, this is me, Connor, uh, the guy who traded away all the picks for Lamar Jackson. That's me. So you guys have every right to hate me if, uh, Marty goes on and wins it all this year, but, uh, ready to talk about fantasy, kind of nice to get our mind off of things and a little bit of normalcy with everything going on in the world and all this shit with COVID. So hopefully, um, hopefully football brings that little bit of normal.
0: Appreciate that. We're going to do a, a little bit of a new introduction here. Um, in years past, this has been dedicated to solely the, the league that I've been running for the past nine years, formerly known as the Butter Association, but newly recently just shortened down to the churn. And this is the churn that, you, you, that you're turning into. But this year, we're part of three different leagues. We have the Melting Pot. We have a Dynasty League, both of those hosted by Sleeper, and then we're in year nine of – of the churn. So we still will be covering a lot more of, of that league specifically, given that's the history. Um, but we're going to take a little bit of a look into our dynasty leagues, the drafts that we had, make some bold predictions and go from there. So this is going to be fun. Um, feel free to, um, you know, add us at the churn FF, or you could hit us up in our discord chats. If you need
1: anything. Yep. Let us know what you guys think about the podcast. Um, obviously this is the first ones we're, Doing things a little bit differently now. Uh, we're not just recording it on Joe's phone and then uploading it to SoundCloud. We're hoping to make this sound a little bit better. Um, so we're excited. Hopefully you guys are too, and uh, we're ready to get the show on the road.
0: Yeah, and stay tuned for website in the works, logo, branding, all of that good stuff uh, as we make this thing a little bit more real. A um, little bit of a batting order for those tuning in. We'll, we'll take a look at the melting pot league first in that draft and to give a little bit of insight there that is a a brand new super flex tiny premium dynasty startup that we created um, inspired by a charity league that me and my brother and one of the members there marty had all bought into to play with some renowned league experts in the industry Um, case in point run by scott barrett who is over at fantasy points that gave us inspiration to do it kind of our way Um, quarterback, super flex, two running back, two receivers, tight end, and then three regular flex spots. So you are starting 10, um, and the bench is deep, bench is 23 deep. So it was a very, very deep league draft took about three weeks, um, to get done. And we'll, we'll do some of that recap today.
1: Yeah. Draft, uh, draft was, uh, was a long time. It was fun though. It was one of the biggest, I mean, it is the biggest draft I've ever done um i had a great time honestly i mean at times i mean like i kind of mentioned earlier so i got the number one pick in the draft um i ended up trading up to pick four and traded away my second third fourth round pick um to make that jump up so i pretty much didn't pick i made two picks within the first five hours i think of the draft and then after that, I, I don't think i picked pick for a week. Like, my last, I had two picks on Sunday, I didn't pick again until, like, Friday. Um, and I was just sitting there waiting for every pick to go in. Uh, so it was a lot of fun. Um, at first, I thought it was a little bit crazy, but for anyone who hasn't done one before, I, I do recommend checking out a long draft. It's a good time.
0: Yeah, I think the beginning of the draft was easily the height of electricity in that draft, and then it was like – A lot of dull moments of just waiting and waiting and waiting, not knowing if the person that's up next was going (laughs) to sleep on it, given the way that we ran the clock. Um, I think that trade is definitely a good starting point to talk about, just because we we know that it had major implications and effects throughout the entirety of of the rest of the draft. Mm -hmm. So after you you were done, you decided that you wanted to lock in Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson within those first four picks trade away a substantial amount of the future in terms of what you could build a team around, but you traded it to a guy who knew exactly what he wanted from that trade, and he flew around the draft board. I'm looking at it right now. He flew around, made multiple, multiple moves after that um, to a very good, strong start. He got Clyde, Edward Hilaire, TEH at 2-9, and then he jumped back up for – Austin Eckler at 210, no, 212. And then he jumped back up for Kenyon Drake at the 4-8, uh, 4-8? Nope, four ten spot. Um, so big three-headed monster that he put together there. Very young team, but I think he made, he made it worth it when he made that trade. What do you think?
1: Yes. Yeah, so I'm looking through it now. I didn't realize that he, in the first, what, I think 11 rounds, he only made three picks that were actually his. I didn't realize how trade-happy he was. And, I mean, I put him in a good spot, like you were saying, to kind of do whatever he wanted in this draft. And so that's what you get. I mean, when you're trading back and you're trading away a piece like Lamar in a dynasty super flex, like, you're going to get a ton of good pieces from it. And the biggest thing for him is, like, is he going to go in for it this year? Is it next year? I think that his team has kind of put him in a good spot where he could do a little bit of both. Um, He can compete this year while still – kind of growing and grooming that roster and i also gave him a first round pick for this upcoming draft too so he has two which i think he did he trade that away
0: Uh, i don't actually know because the there's a laundry list of of trades that we could actually look through here um but he put together a lot of young pieces that are probably seen around the fantasy community as like most high upside guys that you could get uh, definitely don't want to spend the whole time talking about just Marty, though. We know he likes to steal the show sometimes. Um, what were some of the surprises for you taking a look at that draft, to Give back that you could go pretty much any direction, quarterback, receiver, running back, tight end, to, to kind of build your team around?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, I think you see it, though. It's very running back heavy, which is just where fantasy is this year. And I think as we kind of go through all the drafts, you're going to see that it's running back heavy this year. Um, and in Dynasty especially, there's so many good young players out there um, to build your team around. So, obviously, I, I'm i not upset with my running back situation. Um, it's not great, but it could be worse. I kind of went for high upside guys later in the draft. One of them has already been cut. Shout out Darius Geis. Um, but I think that the, the league as a whole is very competitive. I don't think that there's, like, one team that's, like, far and ahead better than the other. And I don't think there's any team that's like really in the gutters and needs to like, they're already in a rebuild before we've even played. So I think that it's a nice kind of even team, uh, even league that we have going right now across the board with them.
0: Yeah, definitely have to agree. Um, my Even like myself, I took an approach that I never really saw coming at getting the fifth pick just based off of the way that we did it. Um Earlier on in drafting season, I was more in on the idea of securing younger quarterbacks with high upside for a long time in these types of drafts. But I think looking back on it, I may have went running back with that first pick. Not to say that I don't love my team. I think it came out very balanced. But I definitely made a strong play, I think, in the beginning, going Kyler at the five spot and not like one of the running backs in the beginning.
1: So, knowing what you know now, I feel like – because when we were doing this draft, it was before Damian had opted out. So, that's why Edwards-Alaire fell to 2-9. Knowing what we know now, like if we were to redo this draft right now, would you take Clyde over Kyler or would you still go Kyler in this situation?
0: I think in this situation, I'm, I, I wouldn't go either. I think I'd go Kamara. He's been the guy I've been following along pretty high and mighty all season with a lot of the drafts. And you saw that in, in our draft this past Sunday. Um, I think they'll get a deal done. Like you've seen mixing get paid. Um, you just saw Hunt get paid. They're starting to pay running backs and they're paying them quickly. And guys are getting paid left and right. Like Chargers just paid Keenan Allen 80 million over the next four years. Um, it's just happening. and We're not seeing holdouts. You know, the only guy that we haven't really seen get paid yet is Dalvin cook. And we don't know what's going to happen there. Um, Alvin Kamara, if he plays a full season slate, I think he's the, the most likely to compete with McCaffrey in terms of the production that he had last year. Um, and I think that's who I would have went at the five spot. I'm happy with, with Miles Sanders. The, the injury doesn't necessarily excite me. Um, and, and I think moving through like the middle of the draft, I went very receiver happy. Um, which is not mm-hmm. typically not my style. I think there's a couple guys that I I miss not having or drafting in this league. Um, case in point, um, like Acres. Um, taking a look at some of the other picks that I could have had, like even like a James Connor in the five or six spot there, just to to beef up on on extra horses. So that's that's kind of what I'm looking at here. But we'll we'll see. Very balanced roster that I was able to put together.
1: Yeah. So for some of the guys who maybe don't play dynasty. Personally, this is my opinion. I know other guys feel differently. I like to go more wide receiver heavy. The reason why is that their peaks tend to last a little bit longer. Um, you'll see guys playing at a higher level going into their mid-30s uh, more often while with running backs, once they hit that second contract, you're you're very lucky. Like, not every guy is Adrian Peterson where he's going to give you, what is it now, like 15 years of solid production. Or front by yeah, like if you get five good years from a running back in Dynasty, you like you have to be happy with that. So that was my kind of strategy. It was like, okay, once I get Mahomes and Lamar, let me kind of start to build out my receiving core with younger running backs who might be able to kind of uh, get better. Is there any one team um, that you like, obviously, outside of your own, that you really like and kind of wish you could maybe not trade places with, but it's a team that you're looking at going into the season where you're like, Okay, they have a strong roster, and if I had to make a pick for a team that could be playing in Week 16, this might be them.
0: Mm, that's a great question, um, and it's definitely a good segue into the segment that, we'll, that we're going to run here um, about the teams in this league. Taking a look through it, I think a team that we haven't really talked about at all is Mike Lucas's team with the McCaffrey-Derek Henry start. At one and two, with a good solid receiving core, Cooper, Ridley, Judy. He didn't make many trades. Um, I think quarterback's a little bit weak there, but if a guy like Darnold's playing from behind and, and is able to score productive fantasy points, I think he's got two solid options. Um, but those two running backs themselves are going to just provide a really solid floor from every week. And then in terms of other running back rooms that I like and that could take you know go the distance in terms of like a season long. Approach here. I would say maybe Vin, Camara, uh, Mixon, and if Dobbins hits later in the season, there's three three chess pieces that are going to move around. Um, he also grabbed Daniel Jones, which a lot of guys like as being a upside top twelve play this year. Um, so we'll we'll take a look and see what happens season long as as we move on here.
1: Yeah, and what's what nice too about so what's nice too about Vin's team he, he grabbed Dylan and he grabbed Rojo. Rojo, I think in the 11th, I, I don't care what you say about Fournette. Ronald Jones is a good running back where, I mean, in the 11th round, he's young, like he's under 24. Like that's a great pick. And another guy who at the season end we could be like, what a steal he got um, when he picked him. Now, for me, I'm trying to think. I, I'm looking through right now. I got to say, I kind of like Glennie Ball's team. Um, I think that that's Al, right? That's Al, yep. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I do like that team a lot. I think that they have really high upside. I think if C.D. Lamb is that dude and James Conner stays healthy, I think that that team is going to be one that's tough to compete with. I mean, Brian Edwards right now in the 10th, that guy is skyrocketing. Um, right mm-hmm. now, I think in drafts, he'd probably go a little bit higher in like the fifth or sixth. Um, but all in all, he's got a nice combination of like vets. Like I'm looking through. He had Edelman, Golden Tate. Alshon Jeffrey, like Carlos Hyde, Royce Freeman. Like, it's a very solid team. Chris Thompson, even, who I like a lot this year at the start. Like, he had a very, like, good draft, I think, where he's combining the young with the old. The only – my biggest concern for him is Drew Locke, who I'm high on, but I think we we need to see it from him first. Um, How do you feel about his team and kind of what he has going on with that draft?
0: Good, I mean, good, good, solid base in terms of receiving Corey, locked up Kittle. Um, Josh Allen, you know, if he, if he could figure out his accuracy issues is always going to be a, like a, an upside play. I, I think I know a lot of people think that he's not the greatest quarterback, but he also runs um, and he, and he kind of, and he runs well, he was a top rusher in terms of quarterbacks last year. Um, my concern though, is it's running back. If, if James Conner gets hurt, hurt again, He's got nothing carrying him in terms of running back on, on a weekly basis. We know that's where we could find league winners. More than half the time, it's going to be a running back. So there's no real potential there for him to have like somebody who blows it away. He's going to make. Sh- he's got to make sure that his receivers are playing weekly and catching yeah. five to ten balls each, so he could score 150, 150 plus um, to to get there.
1: Now um, he's a guy where I think he has enough young receivers. I mean, Mims, Edwards, Lamb, Sutton even, like where if he is in a tight spot where it's coming up near the trade deadline, if there's a team that might be struggling, who has some more veteran running backs, I think that he puts himself in a good position with his young assets to kind of make a move and go acquire a guy at the deadline to help him win now.
0: We'll have to see if he's trade savvy. Uh, Obviously the league is a combination of myself and and, and my brothers, you know, just – most competitive people that we've seen over the years of playing football, we've, we've put it together, right. But it's going to be tough to trade at first, I think, just because it's new faces, new, new people playing. I think people will be a little bit more wary of that. Um, So we'll, we'll see how that goes down the, down the road here. Um, Why don't we run through one through 12? Your, your idea. We'll go through, oh man, what was it? You, you, you bring it out for me.
1: Contender or pretender. Contender so or pretty pretender. pretty much we look at the rosters and we – so we look through, we look at the rosters and say, hey, this is this is a team that we think could be competing um, come week 16. This is a team that you might see moving some of their uh, older players to get some younger assets, whether it's draft picks, rookies, et cetera. All
0: right, do you want to go top to bottom, bottom top? I think let's go bottom top here. Um, let's start with the spicy pepper Jacks division that actually that, that comes into play. That's our division. And I'm first in line. If we're going bottom, to top there, give me, give me your prediction on, on my
1: team. Give me one second. I'm bringing it up right now. So. I do really like the team. Um, don't feel great about starting fans, but, I mean, everyone – I mean, we had this discussion today. Everyone kind of has to start someone who they may not feel great doing. Um, I do like your team. I know that you're worried about what I gave Marty. <laughs> um, but I do think that you have the pieces to compete, especially if Miles Sanders takes his blow-up that people are expecting and Kyler continues to grow. I think that you'll put yourself in a good spot, um, especially if one stays healthy, too. I think you'll be good. So I would say contender. It might be, now it might be tough for this league where it is, we are so close to the draft and there's been so few trades where you might see us saying everyone's a contender or like majority of the league because it is just so unknown right now. Um, It may be a year from now, it'll be easier. Like we're seeing that in the other league, the dynasty one where it is easier for us to kind of pick and choose which teams are going to be the contender, which is going to be pretender. But um what are your thoughts on your team going into this year? What are you kind of planning on doing?
0: Well, I'm 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 gonna just err on the side of confidence and say contender. Um, I I just in terms of what I'm looking at here, I think I, I took a, the most balanced approach, mm-hmm. but combining young tight ends, young quarterbacks, good substantial running backs, and then uh, veteran receivers. Um, we'll go contender just because I want to be confident in the decisions that I made. Um, But if a couple of these guys missed, you know, I could just as easily be a Jeff Fisher team and finish seven and seven, six and eight here um, along the stretch. Um, That brings us to your team, which is probably, this is probably the most controversial, controversial team I've ever seen in fantasy football history, just because of the, utter outrage over the trades that you made and also continuing on the move with the trade you made with Vin to trade away who I thought was your best asset in DJ Chark for Leonard Fournette and Evan Ingram. And I think you sent away Irv Smith and you sent away big Ben with the, um, Haskins. Mm-hmm.
1: No. Mm-hmm. So I sent away big Ben. So the trade was, I traded away DJ Chark, Irv Smith, big Ben and, did I give up a future pick? Um, I gave up a third this year and I got Evan Ingram, a second round pick this year and Leonard Fournette. Uh, this was, I think about a week before the Jags just outright cut him. Um, so obviously right now trade doesn't look great. <laughs> um, I also drafted Darius Geist. So I've had not a great string of luck with running backs. Um but yeah, so now what are your what are your thoughts on my team? What do you think I'm I'm going to be looking at at the end of the year?
0: I'm going Jeff Fisher, and reason being, I don't think the trades that you made were awful enough to say that this team is a pretender. But I think I don't know if it's going to have the legs to be a Week 16 team based off the running backs and the receivers that we're starting. Like case in point, Phillip, Lindsay, Preston Williams. Um, even hunt like as your second running back is going to be shaky, but yep, if Lamar Jackson returns, running back eight value again and top five passer again, the team's not bad enough to be at the bottom. It just might not be good enough to be playoff worthy and up at the top. So that's what I'm saying: S- seven and seven, six and eight, but at best or what? Not six and eight. We're doing thirteen games, so. Six and seven, seven and six, right in the middle of the pack, but you're one trade away or one good
1: break away from
0: being right up there in terms of where you could be.
1: Yeah, that's kind of what my thoughts were after making that trade. It was like it was tough giving up my first this year, too, because if I don't – obviously, if you're not in the playoffs, you want to have your first round pick so you can add in some, like, younger, better talent. But but I was okay giving away that first because I knew that – Mahomes and Lamar, that combination is going to – single-handedly they're both going to win me games and they're going to keep me in so many other games where it's like, if I just get a big blow up game from feeling or Boyd, uh, which as I'm saying it out loud, doesn't sound great. <laughs> but if I get a couple blow up games, I, I should be in good shape, but here, do you want to keep, uh, keep, keep it rolling here?
0: Up the ladder. Marty bird enterprises. Um, another obviously very controversial. I'm, I'll start right off and say, I'll say contender. Because of the three-headed monster at CEH, Drake, Eckler, PPR machines in line here, um, his receiving core isn't like a lock button top receiving core. Like, okay, everybody is projecting Hollywood Brown. that breaks, breaks out, wins people leagues this year. Um, Henry Ruggs, I, I don't love him in Las Vegas. I think Brian Edwards is actually going to have the safer floor all season. He's more of like a John Ross type guy to me. Henry Ruggs is a, a speedster, but he's not really even the fastest guy that came out of that class. Um, love McLaurin. You know how much I love AJ Brown. Um, quarterback is, is definitely going to be weak here unless Burrow immediately breaks out onto the scene. Gardner Minshew is going to be running for his life every single game. So depending on the beating that he takes weekly, it's not like he's like locked in as a top 12 uh, quarterback. Um, but we know that running backs win championships. I'll say contender because we like the moves that he's made so far. No guarantees with this team, very boomer bust.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I think it honestly does come down to the quarterback play for him. Um, I'm a little bit higher on Hollywood than you are. I do believe that his breakout is real, and I think we're going to see him really pop off this year. Um, but now I'm even looking at his bench and seeing that he has like Montgomery on his bench, Debo on his bench. Anthony Miller, Michael Pittman, like he does have some solid bench options, too, where if some of his guys don't perform, he can swap them in, swap them out. And he, he has enough roster flexibility with the team. I mean, with the 10 spots, you, you're not always going to be able to, to be afforded that luxury. So I do think it kind of comes down to Minshew um, staying healthy and, I mean, producing with that awful team now that they have around them um, and Burrow kind of being ready to go right out the gate. I'll say contender.
0: Contender, yeah. two for contender. All right, next up, New England Death Knights. That's a that's an ode to World of Warcraft, right there. Um, this is my cousin Mike Lucas. Very just straight by the book approach. Not much trade, trading. Trading. Um, McCaffrey led by McCaffrey Henry. I I do want to say that this team is a contender. I mentioned that I liked that start. Um, second look around. I don't know if it has the legs to go 14 to 16 in terms of, like, a playoff run. Um, I think the wheels will fall off Gurley early. Haven't heard anything good coming out of camp from Curtis Samuel. And we just don't know about the Broncos offense and a guy like Jerry Judy right now. So definitely early on contender. um, But I wouldn't be surprised if this team moves into, like, Jeff Fisher territory and bottoms out as the year goes on. So this is a
1: team that I think I like more – As a long-term play um, rather than this year. Like, this year, I'm not – I'm not super high on them. Like, I'm not going to say pretender, but I think kind of like what you were saying, middle of the pack. But, I mean, a year from now, we could be talking Samuel breaks out, Judy's breaking out, Darnold's taking that next step. You're going through, he has Damian Harris on his bench. He's got other young pieces, Hunter Renfro. Justin Jefferson, Gerald Everett, like there's enough pieces here where I can see it in a year from now. We're talking completely differently about this roster. So I'm not gonna I'm gonna say kind of boring, but right down the middle, kind of Jeff Fisher-esque, um, kind of right middle of the pack.
0: Yeah, QBs weak this yeah. year. Flex is weak. Um, McCaffrey and Henry will win football games on their on the on their legs, though. Yes, together. Agreed. Um. All right, moving up the ladder into the Salty Parmesans, our co-contender in all three leagues. The only person that we'll we'll be referencing in three leagues is Luke, Bill Cosby's sleepers, controversial team name, and he took a pretty strong approach to tight end in this league with Kelsey, Johnu Smith. Um and he's got future studs like Deontay Johnson, Jonathan Taylor, um, you know, carrying kind of the the forefront foundation of the team. What are you this year?
1: I'm going to say contender. Um, I think he has good quarterback play with Matt Ryan and Matt Stafford. I think with the two Matthews, it'll keep you in games. Obviously, it's not Mahomes and Lamar, but I I think that if there's a second tier of kind of guys to match together where you're not spending a first-round pick, I really can't think of a better duo than Stafford and Ryan. Um, who knows three years from now if they're going to be his quarterbacks, but he'll deal with that then. Obviously, when you have Saquon, that's going to keep you in the conversation. Him, if Jonathan Taylor is as good as he looks, I mean, that's another hit. Um, all in all, I, I do like his team. Nikhil Harry is his third flex, a little worried about. Um, but that kind of goes back to what you we were saying, where it's like you really, it, it's going to be tough to get a locked and loaded three flex guys week in and week out, where you know that you can put in there and they're going to produce. So everyone is kind of going to have those weeks where you're going to be starting guys you don't feel comfortable normally starting.
0: Yeah, it'll definitely test your wits. It's going to allow for a lot of upside plays too at Mm -hmm. the, at the bottom of those, of those flexes. Hail Mary guys like Nicole Hardman, they could see, they could see themselves in a flex every week, just for the mere fact that they could go for, you know, deep ball touchdowns and stuff like that and and say, and save kind of the, the weekly outlook. Um, I'm not ready to say contender. I don't love Nikhil Harry at all this year. Um, John, Jonathan Taylor needs to break out in order for this team to be a, a contender right off the bat. Um, Jonathan Smith also needs to, to lead up to the hype right off the bat. So there's a couple guys I'm iffy about in his flex, um, that aren't locked and loaded. QB play is going to be good. I think both these quarterbacks are going to be throwing, you know, we love even your Matt Ryan um Barkley single-handedly won me a championship last year in your league um early on I'm not ready to say contender I'm saying more Jeff Fisher and we need to see what happens here um middle of the pack team um but not locked in knocked and not locked and loaded right off the bat all
1: right let's keep it rolling
0: here we're rolling team six name to be changed that's boring Evan Ortiz. I don't think we could get, we couldn't get this guy on the horn during the draft. Definitely nowhere to be found. Um, he was the spotlight of a lot of, uh, a lot of memes and a lot of gifts in terms of the pace and flow of our stalling out. Um, I'll say, I'll say, this is probably my first team I would, I would put up for pretender status now and long term. Um, Josh Jacobs, Carry on Johnson, not the greatest ones who punch at running back. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins leading up the quarterback, the quarterback battle. I, I don't love that either. Um, what are your thoughts here? I mean, Willie Snead in the third flex. There's a lot, a lot to to be left to be desired here.
1: Yeah, I feel like we've agreed everywhere, and it's going to keep continuing here. I I think this team is a pretender. Um, I mean, I'm looking through his bench options, Zach Moss, Josh Kelly. I mean, he's got some high upside younger guys, DeAndre Swift guys who are a play or two away with an injury and all of a sudden they're looking like those guys who down the road could be those league winners um I just I I don't see it now he does have Tua um sitting on the bench so I mean a year from now the quarterback could be different and he could be ready to kind of take over for Rodgers down the road um I'm high on Jacobs we'll hear about him a little bit later when we're talking about my dynasty league the dynasty league um obviously I, I own Josh Jacobs there so I'm I'm very high on him But I think the rest of the team, like you were saying, does leave a little bit to be desired. Don't love Willie Sneed. Personally, I would probably just start Zach Moss or Josh Kelly over him, maybe even Swift going week one. Um, That's just me. Um, But I think that he has young receivers, youngish. I mean, Juju, Stephon Diggs, if they kind of get back to where they normally are at, you combine that with Michael Thomas, that's a great one, two, three punch. And then, I mean, T.Y. Hilton is your wide receiver for that. Not that bad either. He's a savvy vet. I think he'll play well with Phillip. Get another couple good years out of him.
0: All right. And that that about solves that riddle there. Name to be changed. Next up, TK Yardwork. This is our first duo that we're going to go over. Um, Great core of Dak, Goff. um, Taking a look, Dalvin Cook, still iffy. We're still iffy on Cook, right? We don't know what is going on with him. Um, but he's got some of my favorite receiver plays m- long-term. Uh, DK Metcalf, a guy that I've been all over for, for a few weeks now. Um, Christian Kirk, you know that I'm all in on that offense with, with Kyler running it, and, and obviously Hopkins just got paid. I don't think that hurts Kirk. Um, this team early on definitely has the legs to, to contend. What's going what's gonna to happen here is if Mark Ingram gets beat out by Dobbins, and if Gronk is a bust, we're gonna be we're gonna be iffy at a couple key spots here um, later in the season. So
1: I'm going to say pretender here, but I do think this team will be good, uh, <laughs> which probably sounds counterintuitive. I just kind of like what you were saying, uh, Mark Ingram. I don't love him as your RB two. Gronk, not a fan of him starting as your tight end number one. Um, I mean, look, he has the pieces where this could bite me in the ass and I'm getting roasted for having this opinion. Um, I just, I, I don't totally see it. I don't love Alan Robinson. I know a lot of experts do. I just don't want any pass catchers on the bears. I don't like having to trust Mitch don't want to have to trust Foles, who just got beat out by Mitch. So I would be fading this team. Um, I know I'm kind of fading a good amount of these guys. I own Godwin. Um, but, yeah, I'm just not a, not a huge fan of it. Um, and I think that the book is kind of out on Goff as a quarterback. If you just get pressure on him and cover Cup, I mean, he's going to just throw it away or throw it to you. Um, so I'm just not a big fan of it.
0: All right, let's move on. It's the Bayou Boys. Marky P, Breeze, Elliott, Chubb, Evans, Gallup, Waller, Gordon, Fuller, Hardman. Mayfield. When you run through the lineup that quickly, I, I don't hate it. <laughs> I don't hate it, but this team feels like Jeff Fisher, and here's why. Every single year in Vince League, he finds his way to seven and seven, eight and six, and no playoff berth. Every year, without it, without a doubt, it happens. I'm wondering if that's gonna carry over into this new league that we've created here. Two things that have to happen for him to be successful. Will Fuller's got to stay healthy, be a smash flex play. And Miko Hardman's got to break out. If he gets both those guys in a flex, I think he's got a very well-rounded team that could that can compete all year round.
1: So I'm going to go contender, but I do think that there are a lot of question marks. I mean, Breeze, his age, but I mean, at this point, it's hard to kind of hold that against him because he's shown year in and year out he's still a high-level quarterback. Zeke, I'm fine with Chubb. I mean, you're hearing all this talk about Hunt, maybe splitting to 50-50. Evans, what's his upside with Brady? Again, this, I could be wrong, and it could come back and bite me, but I just, I'm just i not that high on Evans this year just because I, I don't know how well Brady can throw the deep ball. Gallup, I do think Gallup is a bit underrated, but he now has to compete with C D Lamb for targets, who is much better than Randall Cobb. Um, Waller, I, I don't think last year was a fluke, I just think that there's more mouths to feed in that offense. They added a couple more tight ends where I, I just don't know if he has that same ceiling that he had last year, where I think he had what like eleven hundred yards or, or something like that. I, I think he'll be a very good player again. I just don't see him having that same upside. Melvin, I fine with. I just you don't know with Lindsay. I think Lindsay's a good player. And then Fuller, can he be healthy? Hardman, I think we'll be fine. But I love Hardman. So. There's
0: that just Boomer bus guy I'm talking about though at Flex yeah. Three, right? He'll win you some yep. leagues on, on the leg of like an 80-yard touchdown or whatever it is they're gonna they're gonna do with him there. Melvin's obviously trended down recently. A lot of talk coming out of there of like a 50 50 split. Phil Lindsay, I've always been hiding him as a, as a football player. Good, they just don't seem to trust him as like an every down workhorse. So that's where you enter Melvin Gordon um, into this team. But you don't lose your league at the draft lineup that you put together, which is awesome. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. This is a team that you liked right off the bat, Glennie balls. Um, I'll, I'll definitely just step right up and say, I I think, I think this team in the shell of it, it's a pretender early on for, for 2020 given just like the lack of strength at running back. And I don't love either of the running uh, receiver flex options that he's rolling out there weekly. I don't love Edelman. Golden Tate, I don't think it's going to be him this year. CeeDee Lamb, yes, in real football, no in fantasy for year one. Um, And then, okay, now we have Thrulock, Court, and Sutton. If that's not a real combination this year, we are really grasping at straws, I think, across the board. No substantial running back play to to carry him on a weekly basis.
1: So, now, I do understand where you're coming from, and I do – I kind of agree. I'm not going to say pretender. I don't think he's a contender this year, but I think it could be. I've said it for a couple other teams, but I think we're a year from now. We're in a totally different spot. Um, Because, I mean, you go in and you look at his bench. He has Mims. He has Brian Edwards. He has TJ Hawkinson, who realistically, Hawkinson, he's not going to be Kittle and Kelsey level. But a year from now, or in fucking eight weeks, he could even be in that tier Three with like Mark Andrews and Zach Ertz, where he is that next dude, the next crop of tight end, where he's going to be a weekly flex option, kind of bumping out tape for elements. So I, I do like some of his young pieces. I, I agree with you on running back. I think Chris, Chris Thompson will be fine for a couple of weeks here, but he's inevitably going to get hurt. Um, and so I think that he needs to just kind of shore up the running back. And I, I think Josh Allen and Drew Locke will be fine. I don't think they're going to really be in positions to win him weeks, but I don't think they're going to be bad enough or they're going to lose him weeks, which with some of the other players that he has, that might be all that he needs out of his quarterbacks.
0: We'll see. I think we're starting to differ um, in our opinions, which is good. Um, Next up, fishing for gold, APD, second duo, um, Andy DeCorte and EJ Ortiz. Um, Taking a look, this team's very old. Mm -hmm. Um, Older team. Guys like A.J. Green buying into the Cam Newton um, bounce back. Julio Jones, you know, is he regressing? Is he not? Aaron Doan's contract situation makes his team very iffy long-term after after 2020. Um, I, I want to go out and say pretender here again or Jeff Fisher level type team. Six and seven, seven and six. Not blowing anybody out of the water on a weekly basis, but I I don't know. What do you What do you think here?
1: Now, there is one player on his bench. Who I don't know if you went and looked at his bench. Who I have become extremely high on lately. Who we could see starting for him as soon as week two. Um, it's the running back in Washington, Antonio Gibson. Where Who should I, be in there? week how, one. I agree. Um, <laughs> I think I would probably. I mean, realistically, I'm looking through. I I don't really know who I would feel confident starting him over right now. It it seems like A.J. Green is – yeah, but with that extra flex, like with the extra points for the tight end, that one and a half, I I see why you would want to start Kosicki over him. Um, But, no, I I do think that Gibson is a piece where in a couple weeks he's starting over Devin Singletary. Um, Oh, yeah. I think he has some – I think he has some okay bench guys. I think Emmanuel Sanders is a guy in a pinch you can put out there, not really worry. Um, Gibson obviously, and then Matt Burita too. James White, like those are all guys where, like, in a pinch, I could feel okay starting. Same thing with Teddy. If Cam sucks and he can't throw, I, I think he could put Teddy out there and know, hey, he's going to get me fifteen points a week and be okay with that.
0: Yeah, I think Gibson going back on him. He Gibson is who he drafted Singletary to be. Mm-hmm. Singletary has been just on a downward spiral. Just coming out of the camp, sounds like he's got the fumbles. Not really loving the work that they've been putting out there. Obviously, he's got Hopkins, Julio, Ertz, Lockett. Great. Obviously, great starting options all at receiver. I'm just curious as if this team has like any long-term juice um, based off of some of the contract situations that we're looking at here and just a like, long-term value across the board. I- I'm going more towards the middle of the pack with, with this team.
1: I'll go contender for this year. I think that there is a – I mean, Hopkins, Julio, Ertz, Lockett, A.J. Green, I mean, might be at the tail end of it. But if A.J. Green hits and is fully healthy and is like, hey, this is the A.J. Green everyone knows, I think that this team will be uh, causing a lot of issues for people down the road.
0: I've said – I think I've said pretender on a lot of teams. Are you writing this down? More, more, I'm not. I'm looking at what my notes here. <laughs> more, more Jeff fisher a lot of middle-of-the-pack teams. Um, which which is un- undoubtedly going to be my demise when I'm 0 and 3 to start the season. Um, and that's going to be good to fall back on this. But next up, steal the show, VJD, my brother. Big running back push in the beginning for him. Kamara Mixon obviously is gonna is gonna be able to help win some weeks, and we've seen a new contract for Mixon. Kamara on his way to getting that deal. I'm confident that he gets it done. Um. It's not the strongest week one team. It's going to take time to, to kind of put this together here. I think that's, that's kind of the analysis that I'm looking through. What do you think? You see the same?
1: Yeah. So I will say, I want to give a quick shout out. I love the team name, steal the show. What a classic video. Um, you've seen that video, right? With the old, uh, the old woman. Who's a Jaguars yeah, fan, Duval, right? Yeah. Here to steal the, steal the shower or however it goes. So then great team name. Love it. Um, I will say, I do think he has the best quarterback situation um, in terms of purely depth, like Tyrod, Big Ben, Jimmy G, Mitch, Daniel Jones. The fact that he has, what is that, four, five, technically, if you count Mitch, starting quarterbacks, puts him in a pretty good spot where he can weather some injuries or or give him some good trade bait to improve his wide receiver core. Um, Running backs, he's fine. I mean, Kamara, Mixon, that's a great one-two punch and one of the the best ones in the league. Yeah, Yeah, Dobbins too, for down the road. Rojo, Aj down the road. Yeah. yeah, like it, it is. It is a nice kind of team that he's been working on here. and I think wide receiver is one of those positions where every year on the rookie draft you're seeing these guys fall. Like Edwards is going late second, early third, and like he hasn't even played a game right now in the NFL, and you can trade him for like a first round pick. Um, so I think that he's got some good young talent to um, step up, and his running back room is set, and he'll be able to fill out wide receivers down the line. Don't love tight end. Um Jarwin and Herndon are two pretty popular breakout candidates. So I mean if one of them hits, he'll be in good shape. But I I think he can probably manage splitting games just playing the matchups with them. Yeah. Like I uh, said, not with one. It's uh No. Gotta formulate. Yeah, I will say this is kind of Jeff Fisher territory. Um but I I see I could see this going honestly either way. So uh, I'm gonna say Jeff Fisher.
0: All right. Moving on. Last team, last but not least. Maybe at least we'll we'll see when we take a, a deeper dive look here. Studs are us. This is uh, my good friend Shane, his buddy Justin, um, in, invited to the league. Um, initial thoughts, and you you could already kind of see it just coming from the the war room over there on the hunt for running backs, it's made apparent you know vocally by them in terms of of trades that they've been looking at. Everywhere else is definitely pretty, pretty strong. strong. The two teams, like if we're comparing teams in terms of like their shell and their outlook, we can compare this team very easily to Glennie Balls in terms of them being in the same division, but also the approach to heavy tight end, heavy receiver. I think this team's better than Glennie Balls. Um, I, I just think that same situation with running back, it's super weak. It's not going to give them safe floor on a, on a weekly basis and if the receivers don't pan out.
1: See, I disagree mainly because I think Bell is going to be – the ultimate floor play guy this year where you put him out there. He's going to get you maybe 80 total yards, but he's going to get you five to six catches. And I think that he'll be able to manage with that. Now, who knows? I mean, Akers down the road, Akers could be replacing Sonny Michelle as soon as week two or three. So I think that there is a way where I could see this team being better than expected. Um, I mean, they traded for Geis. Um, They gave gave me a third-round pick for him. Um, And then immediately he got arrested like a day later. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I feel bad laughing because it's not, it's very much not a laughing matter, but it is kind of funny, but they do have enough pieces again, where they could be, they could be in the hunt and they have enough wide receiver pieces where they could trade something away where it's like, Hey, we want to trade away Robert Woods for maybe like a better running back and upgrade. And then you're popping in Sterling Shepard into the lineup. Who's a guy who went healthy. He's going to kind of do the same thing, get you about eleven and twelve points a week. Not saying he's as good as Robert Woods, but I think that he's just going to kind of get similar target volume.
0: Yeah, agreed. I think is what if scenarios are fall under Bell, Michelle, and Acres. Yeah. If Acres doesn't take over that backfield, and if the Jets are just god awful or weak at running back, very strong across the board at receiver. I mean, there's absolutely no denying that. Um, no real question marks there, and and quarterback is is going to be locked up with Deshaun Watson for a long time, yeah, um, and Brady too, because we know that he's never going to retire. Um, so yeah, a couple of what if situations. I think this is the better of the two teams in terms of those guys that are weak on running back. Um, so I, I would I would put it right in between Jeff Fisher, too, actual a content, contender here if he gets a couple of breaks his
1: way. Yeah, I, I'd say I, I I agree with that. I think that he's going to be maybe sniffing on the heel on the, uh, playoffs. Um, but if acres doesn't take that step and become that dude, I I don't see him making the playoffs. All
0: right. Any, any last thoughts to wrap up on the melting pot here? Just kind of taking a look at it. I think we've spent a substantial portion of time, probably more (laughs) more than expected, but it's good to get a good lay of the landscape here and, and cover these teams. Um, any, any kind of outro thoughts just covering this league?
1: I'm going to be so mad when there's a blockbuster trade that goes down before we drop this podcast and it just completely screws everything up that we're having all these discussions about this player, that player. And I know for a fact there's probably going to be a big blockbuster. But otherwise, I mean, I I hope people prove us wrong either way. uh, It would be nice to kind of see some more trades going down. But I think that that's one of those things where it's guys don't want to get fleeced at the beginning. Um, and so I think you're going to see a little bit of a concern, not as much a concern, but more patience on trading until we get closer to the deadline. And then we might see the floodgates open.
0: Yeah. And a little breaking news to, uh, Broncos fear Von Miller out for the year. So defense oh. defense and does that improve drew lock? If their defense, they're, they're kind of a core guy and it yes. goes down there that could definitely improve the outlook of uh, drew lock, Cortland Sutton type connection. moving on we'll take a look at the dynasty hosted on sleeper year two so we have the luxury of maybe going over a little bit of like the rookie draft but we won't have to cover too much here um get to sit pretty and and say that i'm the reigning champ started ryan fitzpatrick in that championship game um the credit goes to barkley but if i 'm talking about it, the credit goes to Ryan Fitzpatrick because he he got a Super Bowl <laughs> ring with us last year, and we were definitely really happy about that i 'm um, definitely in the weakest division again too so looking at into into year two i 'm coming at it full steam ahead to try and go back to back here
1: yeah no I, I think that you're i mean I got to say i 'm looking around and I think that there are some teams that are a little bit more top heavy than others but there's not many teams where I look at them and I'm like, okay, that's going to be a team that's maybe playing for the future. Um, I think there's one or two teams like that, but I think that all in all guys are trying to put the best team out there. um and going to be good. So last time we went bottom to top, this time you want to go top to bottom and start up with the wild. Yeah. Teams.
0: Do you want to do same format here? What do we take a look at? Do you want to go yeah. maybe a little bit quicker? Cause we know these teams a little bit more.
1: Yeah. For sure. Let's just do contender, pretender, and we'll just kind of rip through these real quick, go over the starting lineups, and if there's one or two bench guys that kind of stand out. All right. Top to bottom, Mike
0: Dusler. What place did he come in last year? I that's a good one. Announce where they finished.
1: I should know that. Give me one second while I bring it up. You can start going over his team, and I should be able to find uh, where it was Uh, from last year.
0: Hold that. Up. I think we're getting ultra right now, um, improv-ing on the fly. Definitely key, crucial error by us. All right, but Mike Dusler, rounding out – this is a smaller format league, by the way, too, for, for people tuning in and still listening. Um, if you've made it past the melting pot and you're still interested, wonderful. Welcome to the Dynasty League, Dynasty 2020. This is eight-team, eight-person starting, no super flex, no tight end premium, nothing special. Quarterback, two running back, two receiver, tight end, two flex. So no, no kicker, defense, no defense. No dynasty format. Yep. Um, and we're we're in year two. I'll repeat again. Rating champ Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's got a nice big fat ring in his pinky. Um, Mike Dusler from the Wildlings division. Kirk Cousins, Henry Gurley, Michael Thomas, Cup Hooper, Duke Johnson, Robbie Anderson, and both the flexes. When I take a look at this. Don't love Todd Gurley as number two. Duke Johnson is better is a better real football player than what he's gonna get in fantasy because of David Johnson now. Who mm-hmm. is like the king of the pretenders, in my opinion. Um yeah. I'm going I'm going Jeff Fisher on Mike
1: Doosler. Yeah, I think that Henry Thomas and Cup will keep him in a lot of games where I don't think he's going to be a pretender. Um, I don't know if he's a contender, though. It's a very tough division that he's in. Um, but, I mean, Michael Thomas, Coffin Henry is a pretty damn good, especially in this format where you're not starting three flex. You, this is more geared towards your star players, where I think that those are three guys who could um, kind of help carry you. And I think that Gurley is a guy who, if he is healthy, will contribute. Where I My thoughts on Gurley this year is he's either going to be a top 15 running back or he's not going to be relevant by week six. So I hope for football's sake I'm wrong in that he is a top 15 guy. But, um, And then just kind of looking at his bench, I mean, he's got rugs long term. I think Golden Tate is a guy who you could start. Gusicki is another good tight end option where um, he could potentially flex him over Duke or if he needed to move one to kind of improve his running back spot, he could do that. And also, so Doosler did finish in fifth last year um, in the playoffs. He beat, give me one second, he beat Mikey. He beat Mike mm. LaPia in the fifth place mm. game. So, mm. yeah. All right. So, yeah, two. I, I'll say, yeah, I'll go Jeff Fisher here.
0: Brack Daddy, number two. Strong team, top Very and bottom. Strong. Tevin Coleman, question mark at the bottom there flex let's take a look at his Mm -hmm. bench and see what other options like Chris Thompson is an option Marvin Jones this team's a contender um if Dalvin Cook plays two horses at running back two wonderful assets at receiver Michael Gallup is underrated and very consistent and then he's got Travis Kelsey who's at the top of the mountain regarding tight ends so I mean early on it's a very strong team couple injuries away from being middle of the pack though um he's going to need a couple good breaks and some good luck and and i think we have a team that's going to be looking at nine and what's nine wins gives you four four losses
1: nine and four eight and five um early on here yeah so he came in fourth last year he lost the cast in the third place game um i think that his team is very top heavy i think that if anything were to happen either of his running backs i mean he does have madison so it's not that big of a drop um but i i don't love his depth i don't like that he has uh alfred morris still rostered in 2020 but that's neither here nor there i mean he had the number one i think he had the number one scoring team last year or no sorry I had the number one scoring team but uh chris's went 10 and 3 and had the best record based on points for since he tied with cass in the regular mm-hmm. season so he does have a strong team, and I think last year he got he showed like if his team stays healthy, it's a team that you don't really want to like mess around with. So I'm gonna say contender, yeah. but he's a player two away um, from not being as good.
0: Moving on, it's uh, Connor Bods, and I don't like that you don't have the it doesn't have the team names under the username in this league. A little bit different than
1: the other one. So. Anyways, the reason, yeah, so the reason why is that with sleeper, you have to reset your team name. You have to reenter it every year. So I don't think any guy has really gone in and, and done that going from last Love year that. into this year. Shows yeah. uh,
0: initiative on this team. <laughs> and you had just traded me Aaron Jones for Chris Godwin and Godwin, you know, might as well, it could definitely turn out to be the better dynasty asset um, top to bottom. Great young team, yeah. strong young team, only question mark my question mark is, is bell. You know that I'm not in on him. If he's your volume guy. And I know we talked about this in the last league here. Then you're well-rounded from top to bottom. And you're a contender. This team is much better than your melting pot team. Let's just put that out there. Easy, easy contender here. And I know, what did you come in last year? You didn't make the playoffs last year, right? No, I can't.
1: I went three and 10.
0: I I would say you have to be a favorite. You have to be a favorite this year. Um, and I know you you don't want me to put pressure on you, but this is this is one of your better teams.
1: No, I agree. Um, I I'll be honest. I made a lot of trades going from last year into this year. Um, I, I traded away Lamar after trading for him, which is so. For anyone from Melting Pot, my team. I have Kyler, Josh Jacobs. Did you go over this? I don't think you did. Your so lineup. I have Kyler, Josh Jacobs. Yeah. So I have Kyler, Josh Jacobs. Yeah. Bell, DJ Moore, Chris Godwin, Zach Ertz, Cortland Sutton, and Juju. So I kind of think I, I think that I have a nice combination of veterans with Bell and Ertz, where they're safe, more floor type plays. While I have the young upside guys who can help me win this year, while also down the road, um, kind of growing and improving as players. Um, my bench, I don't love. Um, I don't love that. I don't really have a good backup running back. I mean, yeah, no, I was. Uh, Planning on being able to start carrying on Johnson in a pinch. It doesn't look like that's going to be the case. My wide receiver depth, I, I'm fine with. I mean, I have Deshaun, Kenny Stills, John Ross, Emmanuel Sanders, Justin Jefferson for down the road, Brian Edwards. Like, I really like my wide receivers. Um, kind of like what I was talking about earlier. But I think I am going to need more running back depth down the road, which is why I'm happy to have all these extra picks um, for this year, which I can turn into more future picks or into more running backs. Um, I'm going to say contender, and I I would put myself as one of the favorites. And, obviously, this could be another thing that comes back and bites me in the ass where I'm talking all this shit now on the podcast, and then my team just sucks, which that wouldn't be fun. But, yeah, that's a that's a possibility.
0: We'll see. Huh. All right. Next up, Luke Amia. And we just talked about his melting pot team. Eerily similar? Mm-hmm to what he's got put put together here and, and maybe just, you know, thinking, okay, Jonathan Taylor, both leagues, Matt Ryan here again, he loves Jarvis Landry. Um, he put together a strong off season because he did not finish well in year one, but he was able to get the first three picks yeah. in this year. And he got Dobbins, C.E.H., Jonathan Taylor. So he's working with a young core of running backs that's kind of backed up by a very strong veteran core of receivers. Definitely a contender this year. Waiting on the heels of, of these running backs to get going. So if his horses are in the race and they're running well, okay, now we got another team that's, that's in the running for a top six spot this year.
1: Yeah, I'm, it pains me to say it since we're in the same division, but I do think he's the favorite. I think, I think Luke has the best team and the one that I think is the team that is going to be – The most competitive. And if I had to pick the number one scene now, it would probably be Luke and the guy who, if I was a betting man, would put money on to win. Um, So last year, real quick, Luke came in ninth. He went five and eight. Um, So you can kind of see like your fortunes can change really quickly going from myself to Luke, where it's like you make a couple savvy trades, um, you draft well, and all of a sudden, boom, you're right back in it. So it, it is kind of goes to show that Dynasty is a year round league and not just a. Like a hey, regular season time. Let's start playing league. Right, you got to do your homework,
0: and and you two are definitely two that do your homework in terms of the college guys as well. Much much better than my than myself. So that's something to take you know hopefully take a look at this mm-hmm. year for me. Let's move on to the Kings guards. I, this is the division that I won last year. Definitely the weaker of the three divisions. You have two teams in an outright rebuild. It seems like um, we'll we'll start with TC's team. Josh Allen, Joe Mixon, Chubb, Cooper, Debo, Samuel, Ebron, Mark Ingram, Sonny Michelle. Once you get past Allen, Mixon, Chubb, Cooper, the other half of the line, lineup definitely leaves me wanting a little bit more, a little bit more juice. He does have Gibson on the bench. There's that guy that keeps popping up in the leagues that mm-hmm. we have. Uh, other than that, like, he's he's the main chip on the bench. CeeDee Lamb's another chip on the bench.
1: Um, I think also – real quick want to give a shout out to chase claypool on the taxi squad that's another guy who you've been hearing a lot about coming out of steelers camp where they it seems like every year or two years are pumping out these mid-round wide receivers who are becoming these studs um and it seems like james washington may have been a miss so the steelers are due for another one of these guys to be good and it's a question whether it's going to be claypool or deontay johnson um deontay johnson I think it's going to be johnson Yeah, I mean, Claypool is built like a wide receiver that they really haven't had in Pittsburgh, I feel like, since Plaxico, where he's a big body. Go up and get a guy. I could be missing someone who played with them since then, but I feel like since Big Ben has really hit his prime, it's been mainly younger – not younger, but smaller, speedier guys. And Claypool doesn't – San Antonio Holmes? Hines Ward? Yeah, Holmes was – yeah, Ward. Yeah. But, no I, I think Antonio Brown's kind of
0: like a short, speedy guys with good footwork,
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. like that's what I feel like they were always really good at. They haven't had that like six four guy go up and get, yeah, it. so I think it, mm. I think it'll be fun to watch um, and see kind of which one of them takes that next step.
0: right now, this team's definitely more Jeff Fisher for me and to pretender yeah.
1: Yeah, I think that he has good tradable assets if he wanted to go either way, if he wanted to go for a rebuild or compete. Um, I don't love starting Sony Michelle, but, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. I think Debo – if Debo is really healthy and he's actually cleared for football, I think his team will be fine. But if Debo is showing any, like, ill effects of this injury that he got in the preseason, I think there might be a different story where Debo is going to be out there putting up Seven eight points a week, which is your wide receiver too, is isn't just isn't going to cut it in this league.
0: All right, next up, Danny Dell. I think this is the team that could obviously compete for a division title here. Mm-hmm. Up up against up against me, who I'm trying to repeat, and that's not that's not any good marks on my team yet. We haven't taken a look at it, but if somebody's going to dethrone me as the division, division champ here, it could be this team. I said it before. I'll keep harping on it. Singletary, Stonks, Dan, very much more down. Hunt PPR up. Obviously Mahomes. You could win games with the Mahomes five touchdown first first Thumbs half. Up. Yeah, yeah. Good, good team. AJ Green's iffy for me. Um, taking a look at the bench. You know, you got Sterling Shepard there, and then okay, the options kind of bottom out in terms he of what we're working net. with. So, Fournette, if he, if he pans out to be okay, that's um, still another wait and see, another what if. Agreed. Um, more Jeff Fisher to contender if he gets a couple breaks his way, but if those same breaks go the other way, this team could could bottom out, I think, as the, seam, as it's, the season moves on.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I do think that this team is a contender. Um, I think that he has high weekly upside. A lot of his guys are more – I don't want to say boom or bust, but they're guys who – I mean, Drake, Mahomes, Evans, Odell, Ingram, Hunt, Green are all guys who have shown they can win you a week by themselves and get you at 35 points, which for them is huge. So I think that there is big upside here, and it's not a team where I really want to play um, on a weekly basis um, based on kind of what they can do. I don't think they have the depth right now where like kind of what you were saying, if they get an injury here, an injury there, they might be screwed. Um, But I I do like their weekly upside, and I think that this is a team that is – going to be much improved from last year when they went four and nine.
0: Oh yeah. That's yeah. Definitely a team that can make a quick turnaround. kind of like you and Luke.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, All right, moving on. Mike LaPia. We know this team's outright rebuilding after the first year. We don't really have to debate whether or not he's going to be competing and contending. Um, He's got one chip. He's got Kenny Galladay, right? He's got a couple other. couple chips, no running backs.
1: Yeah, no, he's got a. Uh, oh boy, it is. It's gross not. It, it it's now. not
0: good. I don't. I'm not going to announce it. It's not great, <laughs> by any means. Now,
1: okay, now I will go through his future draft picks. So coming up in 2021, he has three first round picks, two second round picks. In 2022, he has three first round picks, three second round picks, one third. And in 2023, he has two firsts, a second, and a third. So he is – I like the approach of kind of what he's doing. I kind of did this on mid-last year, kind of just started trading away my older players for younger assets and and picks. And the question is now, is he going to be able to hit? I mean, he's been talking about Jamar Chase already. He's been talking about him since last draft day. Um, So he has a plan, and if he sticks to it, I think he'll be in good shape. Um, It's just this is more of a long-term thing where, I mean – I. It'll be tough for him to get it fixed in a year, but he definitely has the assets to go out. And if he did want to go trade for a couple young running backs, he could do that. Um, but, yeah, no, his team is definitely a pretender this year.
0: 2020's out. I like I like that somebody's actually openly embracing the strategy of tanking. It's good to see that not everybody's just playing for the for the now, like actually trying to build like a dynasty team. So that'll be mm-hmm. exciting. He needs to hit. He, he needs to hit on his people. The easy um, part is getting. But we'll see. Yep. Then you got to actually hit, and yeah, the professional teams said, "Don't hit on picks every single year." Yeah. So we see it. We um, see it with the Browns. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's move on to my team. I, I, let's. I'll go through my approach of the of the draft. I joke about it, but okay. I started Ryan Fitzpatrick in the Super Bowl, right? Started him, and and he did well. My, I immediately look to remedy the future of quarterback by going with Joe Burrow, who, if he, if he hits, he could be maybe our next 10 year guy, right. That we're looking at in mm-hmm. terms of taking over a, a franchise. Mm-hmm. Guy. So quarterback is not there yet, unless he takes over the league by storm. Um, backup options though, are not bad. Garoppolo, Minshew Fitzpatrick, if I need to, right. Right. If he's still playing, yeah. um, I think I win the handcuff game. Chase Edmonds, Wayne Gallman, Mike Davis, J.D. McKissick, Daryl Henderson, Murray. Devine Zigbo, AJ, A.J. Dillon, Latavius Murray. Like, there's no doubt in my mind that even though I don't have Madison or Pollard, I have the most handcuffs on any football team. Uh, that's something – that receiver.
1: That some, uh, all I was going to say is, first. is if, that's, if that's something that you want to brag about – Go for it. That's all you.
0: (laughs) I'm going to brag about it. Um, A bushel of assets at tight end. Receiver is super weak. No debt receiver. Um, Top to bottom. I will go out on a limb and say that this team, I would say it's – I'm pretending to to say that I'm like a lock to go back-to-back. I I think – but going back-to-back is most likely – impossible here. Um but I do have the easiest path to the playoffs with a weaker division. So I can definitely sneak back in, but I don't have the strongest. I don't have the strongest week 1 team compared to like we like Bracken, we like your team, we like Luke's team in that division. I definitely have an easier path to the playoffs though, and then any can ha- can happen there if we get back in.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean it, I'm not going to say pretender I mean, I am going to say contender. You won it last year like your team is really good, you're saying, like, I don't have the depth. You still have Saquon Barkley. Aaron Jones is going to be a monster again. George Kittle is, what, the best tight end, if not number two. Like, your team is very good all around at the top. Um, I mean, your depth, you're more so waiting for guys to get hurt. But you have enough, like, younger pieces, I think, at running back where you could make a trade for, like, an older veteran guy to kind of toss in there in a week where you're in a pinch and need to start a guy due to, like, a buy or an injury yeah oh and you have justin herbert i forgot that you had justin herbert yeah i got a,
0: i got a few guys who young guys <laughs> um ton of backup running backs ton love those backup running backs i just got a notification i just realized i have a draft at nine so if we're still chumming along here this is easily our longest podcast ever um really testing our stamina and our endurance for talking football for for three leagues but um, I will, I will live, live go through this draft. If, if we get to that point best um, oh, yeah. division, Dothraki horde, new team, new member of the league, Maddie Tucker. That's my guy, Maddie Tucker. Um, we pulled, pulled off a pretty, pretty substantial large trade at when he joined the league. Um, he's put together a definitely a contender of a lineup. Zeke Eckler, Fuller, Boomer, Bus, Woods, you love Woods. He's got Allen. Good lineup in that division right off the bat.
1: Yeah. I'm going to say contender and also looking through his bench, he has a bunch of great young wide receivers, McCall Hardman, Deontay Johnson, Jerry Judy, Dan Jefferson, who's a sneaky guy who he's going to start at wide receiver three for the Rams, which we've seen has been a very beneficial role in the past. And I think that he's a guy down the road who could take that Cooper cup role if they decide to part ways after this season due to having to re-sign Jalen Ramsey. So, I think that he has a good team for now and an even better team almost going down the road. Uh, So I'm definitely going to say contender.
0: Good team. Good team. I got the 12th pick, by the way, this week.
1: Oh, that's nice. So you got some time. I have not
0: drafted from 12 either. either. If I'm looking at this right now, I'd maybe go. Hopefully, maybe I just go Josh Jacobs, Eckler. And just call it a day, get two running backs. But let's keep it moving. T. Booker, he's already only got seventy-five bucks left in the tank. Um, this is a team that you talk about depth. You don't love second depth place here. finish. I by think the way, second place finish. Yes, I'll always hope I'll hold it over his head that Ryan Fitzpatrick is is the guy <laughs> that took him down single handedly. Number not he might be in second place in the league, but probably back and forth between one and two for worst trader in this league compared to next to Kyle, the guy that we're going to go through next. Um, What do you think about his team coming back in year two? Do you think he's on a vengeance tour or is it a smokescreen?
1: No, I'm in on his starters. Um, I think that he has a lot of good pieces. I mean, he has no draft picks though. So it's like your team better be good if you're not going to have any draft picks. And I think it is Lamar could be quarterback one. McCaffrey likely be running back one. Carson, I think, will bounce back, and as long as he's healthy, will be a top 12 running back. You got McLaurin and Brown, two guys who I think are going to bounce back. Not bounce back, but really blow up. And then, oh, look at his flex Camara. Um, Kamara. So yeah, this is I, definitely a like t-
0: scary running back core.
1: Yeah, and he also has Cam Akers on the bench. Like, he is he's building out the running backs. Um, his wide receivers leave a little bit to be desired. Um, but I think that McLaurin and Brown are kind of going to be that nice punch going forward. Um, But bench wide receivers, not really, not really much. I mean, they have Denzel Mims. That's pretty much it. Josh Gordon on the IR since he's suspended. Um, But no, I'm going to say contender based purely on his running backs and Lamar Jackson. Like, I, I think that this would be one of those teams in real life. Like, if this was a Madden team that I think they would throw the ball maybe five times a game and they would just run the rock 50 times a game is yeah. Uh, stable yeah
0: so dominate he's gonna dominate on the ground yep and that's probably maybe all you need to to get into a playoff like a playoff berth here like i if if we're taking a look at like uh, upside he easily could be the number one scoring team this this
1: year. yeah no doubt
0: and and if okay maybe some of your matchups you'll lose because of variance maybe he goes 10 and 3 9 and 4 if everybody stays healthy, I think he has that ceiling of top scorer in the league. Yeah, agreed. Um, vengeance tour, you know, he's, he's, he got Kamara back after giving him away. We just cannot believe that that happened. Um, hit on Acres. You got some depth at running back. But other than that, the depth is kind of weak across the board for, like, receiver yeah. tight end. If he dominates on the run game, this is a team that could score the most points this year and, and another contender that we're looking at um mm-hmm. second to last a person that we're gonna do we got kyle i i had just brought up easily it's one of the most annoying people to talk trade with that's something that i've been vocal about so i don't it's not like i'm saying anything new i think i think most people are vocal about that um what do we think so far here
1: uh i'm gonna say pretender like he. <laughs> His team, I thought three months ago, was built perfectly for COVID because I felt like guys were going to be out every single week, and I was like, Kyle's team is just a bunch of solid guys who you can put in and play, never really going to win you a week, but guys who, in a pinch, you can start. Now that we're seeing, and it's like a very low, like knock on wood, very low percentage of guys who are actually testing positive for COVID. Now, who knows once the season starts and guys are traveling more, what's going to happen. But I think that if guys stay healthy – I don't like his team that much, which is a weird thing to say. Like, the more his team gets hurt and more guys are getting sick around the league, the more I like Kyle's team. Because, I mean, you're looking at it. The only guy who really – Deshaun is very good. Shark, I think, will be even better this year. Um, everyone else is like a wide receiver, too. I mean, he has Lockett. Um, not even going to talk about his running backs. And He's going a pick one like, running back. That's, that's a fact. Yeah, and he doesn't have any first-round picks. So he's, he has a bunch of thirds. Um, he has three-thirds this year, two seconds, three-thirds, four-thirds in 2022. And his next first-round pick that he owns is until 2023. So he's a guy who I think should be looking to make trades if he's starting out 0-5, 0-4, or 2-5, and like 5, something like that, where I think you could see this team looking a lot differently at this time next year and might be following the same path as Mikey.
0: We'll see. You know, like they say, one if by land, two if by sea. T. Booker's going by land. No questions yeah. about it. He and Kyle, he might get lost out at sea, mm-hmm. you know, just depending on how the, the season shapes up. Running backs win championships. It's that I will I yeah. speak to that to the dad I playing fantasy football. Running backs win championships. It's a pickle. And over there, um, he's in trouble.
1: Yeah, and when he's freaking out that David Montgomery gets hurt and that his team is going to go down the drain, like, this season, like, that's not a good sign that if your season was really hinging on David Montgomery that much.
0: He's already out to the see them. Yeah. So. All right. But no, I mean, team.
1: he does he does have enough pieces where he could trade. He can get some more picks. And so, I mean, it, it could easily be turned around in a year from now where we're applauding the effort and kind of talking highly about what his team's doing. But, yeah, let's keep moving on. Let's go to Cass. Last team, Cass,
0: quiet team member, or quiet league member, S- quiet roster. Nothing, like, jumps out at me that says boom. Nothing really jumps out at me that says bust. This might this roster might be the poster child for Jeff Fisher in this league.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I do see it where – I think he believes in David Johnson. I, if I remember correctly, he gave up, like, Julio in a trade to get David Johnson, where – if you really believe in David Johnson that much and David Johnson does hit, I think that this team could be very good. I think it really comes down to the health and ability of David Johnson with the health of James Conner. Um, I think his wide receivers are solid enough to win in this league with Dillon, A-Rod, T.Y., and John Brown. Darren Waller, too, where I, I think that he has enough pieces where he can't compete. He just needs Johnson and Conner to go back to where they were even two years ago, and they'll be, so- they'll be in good shape.
0: Definitely starts off more middle of the pack, though. I think I think TJ and and Tucker are the are the favorites there. Agreed. In, in this division, he's going to need a couple good breaks his way. So not a bad team. No, it's not. It's not a bad team.
1: I would say Jeff Fisher, but I think that there, I I do see a realistic way of how this team. I mean, last year, last year he he was ten and three. Um, he finished. What? Hold on, let me bring this up. I think he finished in third yeah he beat bracken in the third place game so it's not like he doesn't know what he's doing he's put together a good team in the past where i do think that he will be back um and really competing so i i i want to count them out i think that it's going to be a jeff fisher team that is going to give people problems and potentially do more
0: so not 10 and 3 good this year though and in my opinion i think that'll be dethroned by a couple flip-flops this year
1: I agree. Yeah.
0: up and up and coming up and up you know risers that that we're seeing in the league like when we take a look at like Luke's rosser easy favorite you can't even say easy favorite though very early on Tj early favorite the the lineup that he's put together very strong top heavy um yeah this is going to be a fun year in this league I, I would say maybe one or two teams that are maybe bottom tier and then you have 10 teams right up to the middle to to contending so it's it's going to be a dogfight fight all season long
1: couldn't agree more and I think that every team has a chance to go out each week and win like there's always a couple guys maybe not on Mikey's team as much but I mean he has Russ too so like Russ is one of those guys who could who could win him weeks where I don't know if that's what he's looking to do so you might see Russ get offloaded in a couple of weeks if he's playing too well um, yeah. But I, I think that there is a way where every team could outperform or underperform kind of what we've laid out so far. Overcook
0: undercook. Right to jail. Yeah. Classic. Yep. Overcook undercook. What
1: the hell's going on out here?
0: All right. So a couple more segments for for us to to wrap up the first episode. If you're still with us after melting pot, after Dynasty, you either have a really long commute or you'll love or what you loose. hear or your Luke, or your Luke, if that's true, because he's going to carry with number three here. Um, We're going to have a little bit of fun. I have a deck of cards I've been shuffling. We need to draw divisions, and we're going to do that live for the first time ever with our flagship league, the Churn the Butter Association. If you skipped, fast-forwarded because you're only in this league and you wanted to tune in. Great, a lot of action coming your way, and we're going to truck it out here for the last 15 or, or 20 minutes. Um, the way we're going to do this, eight, uh, face card, spades, NFC, face card, hearts, eight, and we'll draw based off of first, to first one. If the card comes out and it's the ace of spades, then it's going to go to the NFC. Does, do you follow? We'll go with that? Yep. All right. Here we go. And I'm just gonna draw them all. This is more for our YouTube viewers. If you're on Spotify, sorry to say you're probably not gonna get much out of this. Queen of Hearts for, for Lapia, he is going to move to the AFC. Do you know who came in ninth?
1: Um TC. last year? Last yeah. Uh yep, well it, it was T C
0: who it uh Yahoo has a great way of telling us exactly what we need here. Just keep it moving. Connor's verifying everything. That's a diamond. That doesn't play. That's a diamond. That one doesn't play either. This is electric. It's a spade, Jack of Spade. He's going to go to the NFC. No, he's going to stay in the NFC. So two pulled so far. Next up, going to have Waylon. Waylon. That's a club. That doesn't play spade Whalen who I, I can't wait to talk about his team. Actually, he'll be joining TC <laughs> in the NFC this year. Um, that'll be exciting. I think he had a really good draft kind of just foreshadowing. Next up was Luke. Up. No, Dan Dell. He'll be moving over to the NFC with the 10 of spades here and joining TC and Whalen next up. Luke, where will Luke be playing? It is the NFC. We are firing on all cylinder. We might be, we might be done with this in, in 30 seconds here if we don't get any more AFCs. Um, Marsan, two-time champ. Where are you going to play? That's a joker. Jokers are wild. Where are we going? Diamond. Club. Club. Wow, it's it, the suspense is killing me. <laughs> I hope it'll last. Oh my God, Jack of Hearts, he'll stay right at home in the AFC. Next up, the Mahomes bunch. We shit on him.
1: He we was a playoff team last year. year. Yeah. Oh, the
0: Ace of Spades, and that rounds out the divisions because after that, that fills out the NFC. That's going to put me, you, and Noah right back into the AFC. How do you feel about that?
1: I'm just ready to play. I'll play whoever you put in front of me any week.
0: He'll play them in the parking lot. Yes, sir. I, th- I think emotions always reign a little bit higher in this league. It's a, it's a nine-year league. We've seen roughly 17 to 20 people cycle through this league. Can you give me any introduction in terms of how you're feeling this season stepping into a league like this?
1: Uh, I'm feeling great. I'm ready to go. Um, I really like my draft. And I will say, I know you were saying the 17 to 20 guys. How many years in a row now have we had the same crew? Is this three? Three years in a row now without swapping anyone out? Longer. It's –
0: this might be year six with this. Um, I'm just off on a draft recap while I pull this up, some
1: data for you. Um, Okay, so going through, TC had the first pick. um, And to no one's surprise, he took Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Hold on, I'm bringing up the draft board right now so I can keep going. Uh, Number two, we had – hold on, I'm still on last year. Sorry about this, folks. I will see if I can edit this out. And in- in Padultry, once
0: again, <laughs> while while he's figuring that out, um, this is year six with the same. We've seen Brucey's bunch, that's Noah, kind of rise to a, a little bit of stardom here. He's 40 and 30 lifetime, and he won his first championship. He beat me in the title game last year. Funny how I keep popping up in these title games, but um, he took me out last year after I started Mike Boone in the flex and, I think he beat me by like six to eight points, really close finish. Um, he was on the back of Lamar Jackson and Michael, Michael Thomas all season long. Um, don't forget, this is a standard league. Receptions do not play here, and mm-hmm. they will not play.
1: Old school football. On maybe. the other
0: side of the things, oh, yeah. On the other of the things, the most bunch, that's Dana. and the They both joined the league six years ago together. Noah, by far and away, is blowing him out of the water when it comes to fantasy. He's 40 and 30. Yeah. Dana, 31 and 39 lifetime. Average finish right around seventh place. Um, let's take a look. Do you want to go draft board, or do you want
1: to dive right into the teams? I think we're good just to go right by the teams. Just hop right into it. Do you want to uh let Let's go worst of first. World?
0: Yeah, let's go worst of first here. Okay. All right. Pulling up Michael Pia. Hut, hut came in. I announced it at the draft, but for the sake of history here, Michael Pia, 46 and 52, lifetime, joined the league 2013. No run, no titles, won two playoff berths, and they were in 2013 and 2014. So he hasn't seen the playoffs in, in five years. He, he starts off at 10. And gets CEH in a standard league, remember. And then he goes receivers, receivers, receivers for picks after that. What, what do you think on this team?
1: Um, I, I'm not a big fan for this format. Um, any type of PPR, I love this team. and think that he is, has to be one of the favorites. In standard, though, it's very sketchy having to start Tariq Cohen. Um, is your RB2. Now, is there a way how I could see we're all eating crow on this? Yeah, for sure. I think that if this is a year where running backs suck and wide receivers are the consistent good position, then, yeah, I think Mikey will be playing towards the end of the year in his third playoff berth. But uh, right now, I I don't like his team that much. Do
0: you think that Lapia plays with a bigger chip on his shoulder than anybody else in
1: the league? Yes, and I love it, and I do think that he he gets very self conscious about his draft during the draft. So I think he wanted to go with an outside the box strategy, which is why he went zero R or modified like zero RB, where he's only taking Clyde and saying, "Hey, fuck you to everyone else," and thinking that this is going to be the way for him to get back to the playoffs and hopefully for him getting to his first championship game. Yeah.
0: We'll we'll take a look at what the young stud brings this year. Just right of raw, right along to Sproles Tide. Taking a look, history, two thousand thirteen. Just like Lapia, fifty two and forty six overall. One runner up average finish right around five point four based on the data here. He hasn't seen the playoffs since two thousand sixteen where he went on a stretch of 2014 to 2016 playoff runs. Um, I, I think he's definitely, with the, one, with the one slot here, CMC, this is a big make-or-break season for him based off of what we've seen over the past few years. So it'll be really interesting to see if he, if he can put up the team to go along CMC and, and actually
1: get back to the playoffs after a few, few years behind. What are you thinking? Yeah, I'm thinking he's a contender. Um, I like the team a lot. I mean, any team with Christian McCaffrey automatically makes you a contender, no matter what the rest of your team looks like, especially in this format where running backs are so heavily favored. So you get him, you combine him with Drake, and you combine him with Carson. Uh, that team is going to be tough to beat week in, week out. Question is, can you get consistent play out of Josh Allen, Lockett, and Diggs? Um, if you can't, I mean, he has DJ he could pop in, but outside of that, he really has no – other wide receiver options. But, I mean, with that team, he may not need it. He,
0: he may not. I rode Christian McCaffrey, and I rode the New England Patriots defense to an 11-3 season last year. If he's not the favorite, I don't know who you're going to tell me who is. I, I do believe that he's the favorite right now, just based off of the fact that Drake made it there. Chris Carson was going to be there. He was a round three guy. You get your guy, though, at the, at the one slot. Mm-hmm. So, I like the fact that he did that. I like Chark on the bench. The only pick I didn't like, and, and maybe a couple others after that, I don't I don't care if the Devin Singletary. Reached at four when he could have gotten a top tight end or like a top receiver, um, to build a full team here.
1: I don't hate it. Um, I mean, we've seen it where running back wins. I mean, we're talking all about Mikey. Um, not taking any running backs. He'd kill to have Devin Singletary. I think so. I am, I'm okay with the Singletary pick, and especially I mean Carson has some questions about his health. Coming off like a fractured hit. Like, that's no joke. Um, Drake has been in a walking boot. So now I don't think that Singletary is worth starting over either of those guys, but he's a good insurance policy where you know, hey, I can put him out here and I'm okay, like, I'm okay starting him. So I, yeah. I see what he was doing. And I mean, to come back and be able to get Lockett, Diggs, and Chark out of that too while spending first four picks on running back, I think that he's in, uh, I think he's in pretty good shape.
0: Yeah, it shows how deep receiver is, you know. Given, given the season a ten team league, so this is a little bit more of our our shout like a shallower league that we that we run run with here um easy favorite you have McCaffrey makes it a favorite now yeah. the ball's in your court and it's your it's your league to lose when you have McCaffrey um balls in your court we'll see what happens no respond hope for, for hope for a name change soon. Would be road for him. I love this draft. I I love his team. I I think he's pieces everywhere. I I love Wayland's team, and and I really hope that he puts together a consistent weekly push. He'll be able to to get to the playoffs here. He hasn't seen the playoffs since. Bye. 2017, a little bit more recent than the guys that we've been talking about. But I think for him getting back over the Ricky Mendoza line, he's 48 and 50 lifetime. Good chance to get right back over 500 with the team we put together here.
1: Yeah. So he is getting back to his bread and butter. Uh, Just looking for those. grinders. Yeah. He's just looking for the, uh, looking for the good running backs. Now Eckler may not be the traditional grinder that we see on Wayland's team. But it's a guy who just produces, puts up numbers, very effective, very efficient. Um, I mean, on his bench, he has Mack, Breida, all guys who in a pinch, I'm okay starting. Gallup, Jarvis down there too. Like, it's a very solid, very deep deep team. Deep, deep, deep Yeah, no, I don't – his wide receivers, my only issue with uh, Hopkins is that I don't know if he's going to be able to produce as well right out the gate with Arizona. I think long-term it's a great fit. I just don't know – I, I'm not super in on him this year, but, I mean, in this format, when you have Cook, Eckler, and Mostert to go along with Hawkins and Thielen, I, I think you're in good shape.
0: Agreed. Ag- agreed 100%. And uh, to go off on Eckler, it's my favorite player on the Chargers, being a, a lifelong cha- Chargers fan. They call him pound for pound, strongest player on the team, best running back in football, most most efficient running back in football per, per PFF, check the stats. Get this man some more touches and let him eat this year. Um easy contender though. Great, great draft by him. Um, and we'll be seeing him we'll be seeing him at the at the end of the season contending. Um, yes. let's move over to putting pop. Put in pop. Put him good for a good laugh at drafts. really good on Um put together Tyreek Hill at the one love Mel Gordon. And and this in the third round, um, what do you what are you thinking here?
1: I see the vision, like I, I see what he's doing with Melvin and Kareem Hunt. Um, obviously, Saquon is going to be a horse, um, and then with Tyreek, that's going to be a those two guys alone. It, it can win him some weeks. Tyreek and Saquon. Um, now Melvin and Kareem, like I said, I, I see what he's doing. I don't love it. Um, just because I in this format you need workhorses you don't need guys who are in a 50-50 timeshare which is what I I mean Melvin will probably control that timeshare and get majority of the goal line touches which are what's mostly valuable like Hunt I think it's going to be losing those touches to Chubb so I don't love Hunt in this format Um, but I think that he I don't want to say he's a pretender it's very hard to be a pretender on a 10 team um, Jeff Fisher he, Jeff Fisher status yeah I think that he need he needs a couple of breaks uh, for him to really kind of take that step and uh, kind of get back towards the playoffs
0: all right moving on to Luke you've heard his name three times he's he is carried with us uh, through melting pot through dynasty um, if we had a th- if we had a pot, it would be him but he would be our film I don't think I know anyone. Watches more film than Luke amyot bill Cosby sleeper started off with Mixon Sanders rounded out what's clearly a high upside team. I think this is an easy choice for a contender early on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't love it as much as you do. I think that so Luke picked right before me and he took, obviously he took Mixon over Henry, which I was shocked. I wasn't even considering Mixon. I was looking at, okay, do I want to go Henry here do I want to go Clyde Edwards? Now, he's very high on Mixon. I mean, I get it. Mixon is a tremendous football player. Um, Personally, I thought it was a bit of a reach over the other guys who were available, but that's his team. It's not mine. Um, But, yeah, I like his options. I think he, he needs one of Akers, Dobbins, and Swift to really hit for this team to really take that next step, though. Um, and kind of hit the peaks that he wants to.
0: Good anecdote. I appreciate that. But it, this is the team that drafts after you do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Agreed. Right. Moving on. Five. Right to Marsan. We've seen two titles out of Marsan. Break. My draft did start, so I'll let you know when I'm up. I will. I'll cut it. I'll cut it off Um, when we get there. And I did not love Dick Johnson before Drake in the, and he took him in the second round. I think that was a mess early on, but he backed it up with James Conner and the flex. So it's not the worst thing that he could have done. What do you, what do you think about this
1: team? No, I agree. I don't love the David Johnson pick, um, but I mean, I was saying it earlier where, I mean, we could be, just so wrong in eating crow on david johnson i mean he's gonna get the volume i assume that's why they traded away deandre hopkins was to get a guy who they feel like they can give the ball 20 times a game so he might be he might hit that level and if he does then it's gonna look like a great pick um yeah i mean and you also pair that with zeke obviously that's gonna put you in contention um connor as well on the flex great choice um, so, no, I, I do like this team a lot. I think I was scratching my head a little bit with David Johnson, but I, I see where that could be a great pick um, in a couple weeks. Awesome. Let's move on. We got
0: the Mahomes bunch, and you know we followed it up with Mahomes again. girly second round. Just because you make the move, I mean, you're running – Marvin Jones is in your flex. This is our first contender, in my opinion, for a pretender team. What do you think?
1: I think Marvin Jones over Keenan Allen is a bit questionable. Um, But, no, I agree that I think that he he really needs to hit on Gurley. And, I mean, Gurley has done very well for him in the past, and so has Mahomes. So, he's kind of take what you know. Um, So, look, I, I do think this team can be good. I mean, if Gurley gets back to that level, I think this team will be very good. I just don't think that that's likely. Um, so I don't love this team, but I, I do see a way for this team to be, like, very successful on a team where you're looking wrong, I'm looking wrong for kind of hating on them and making fun of them during the draft.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's not about that, though. I think it just – you have to get the, the new horses. You could get early in the fourth and be happy with that. Yeah. But you got to build a team around a guy like that. You have to build a team around Mahomes. You take him fourth overall – but you don't follow it up with the next best guy. You follow it up with Gurley. I'm immediately just going to put you right down with. Bob Pretender, Proof wrong, get back into the playoffs. But this is this is not the team that's going to get there. Yeah, um, I mean, I think he three. might.
1: Move it up. He might you. surprise. So, let's see. Let me bring up my team. So obviously another league where I have Lady on Bell. Um, I have Josh Jacobs here, too, so I'm a little dependent on the two of them. But all in all, I kind of – I like my team a lot. I mean, Henry speaks for itself. Josh Jacobs speaks for himself. Um, after that, I kind of went for more touchdown upside guys, at wide receiver with Galladay and Cup, um, guys who I know are going to get targeted in the red zone um, and get those end zone looks. Um, Hollywood, I think I, – I've talked highly about him. I have him and Gibson on the benches, guys who – realistically could supplant some of my starters if they hit like if I I wouldn't be shocked if I would be starting Gibson over Le'Veon just for his upside um but all in all I, I like my team I don't looking at my bench now I think it leaves a little bit to be desired compared to some of the other teams but I, I'm pretty happy with my team and I, I think I'm a contender but who knows we got to see how everything plays out
0: yeah I agree I think you're a contender too when you take a look at the backs you got I think you're putting Henry in the flex as kind of a as a joke, I think you love having the strongest player in the, flex, in the flex to kind of flex your muscles and say, I have more running I'll backs than you.
1: It's because he plays the last game. Mm, that's why That's easy. also smart. So you
0: have to leave yeah. flexibility in your league, but good team, very good team. Um, Stafford is going to be chucking the rock all over the place. Good stack with Galladay. Mm-hmm. Bell is my, you know, I've been questioning Bell in, in all the leagues that we've gone through here, but even if Bell doesn't work out, Gibson, Marquise Brown, Brian Edwards, Rojo, there's options for a flex. I don't think you need to worry too much start getting injuries that happen.
1: Yeah, and that was my thing. I was like, at worst, I mean, I I feel like Bell can't get much worse on match. I mean, he could, but at worst, he's going to get me, what, eight points a week? If that, which in this league, I mean, I'm fine getting that every week for my flex, super consistent with my other guys, like um, with Henry and Jacobs. Agreed. All right. Second to last team.
0: We're going back to mine. Second place finish. Vengeance tour. I think I've screwed myself out of the playoffs and and winning multiple titles multiple times in this league. Um, Ty Montgomery a few years back and then this year. Last year Mike Boone. What a joke. Mike Boone.
1: Um, You're never going to let that go. We're going to be like 10 years from now. No one is going to remember who Mike Boone is except for you. You're just going to be like curse you Mike or time
0: Montgomery yeah exactly I'm happy with my draft I pivoted off my general strategy in more places than not with this Um, case in point when I went Mark Andrews um, he was available in the fifth I feel like you don't pass on a top three tight end in the fifth Kyler Murray in the seventh I didn't love the running backs or the receivers that were there Um, all in all I'm happy I'm happy with the team but there's gonna I need a couple good things to happen more good than not in order to contend season long I need Chubb to get standard goal line touchdown rack and I need Jonathan Taylor to break out earlier rather than later if if I'm gonna win enough games to get this thing going here
1: yeah I couldn't agree more um I think that Taylor is he's I mean he does have that very juicy matchup on Sunday playing against Jacksonville who looks like they're trying to play for Trevor Lawrence or um, Justin Fields. So I think that that could be a defense where you're seeing him maybe get 10 to 12 carries, not much. It's going to be the Marlon Mack show, but they are going to be super efficient, giving you like 80 yards, maybe a touchdown. Um, Cause he's just that good. Like I, in my eyes, he is Saquon, not Saquon level or, or Zeke level, but he's like the tier right below. Um, yeah. In terms of what I think coming out of college. Um, So, obviously, I think very highly of him and think that he is going to be a very, very productive NFL running back.
0: Agreed. I don't think I lost the the league at this draft, but I think I need a couple things to break my way um, in order to get there. Um, Quick up, I went Mixon-Eckler at the bend. Half-point PPR Thoughts?
1: I like it. I think it's a nice foundation to start with.
0: Do you think that if in eleven picks Lamar Jackson's there, I take him and run away with it? Yes,
1: yep, he won't be. But... All right,
0: awesome. Le- team inning champ. We went through his pedigree, his resume, forty and thirty lifetime, six year in the league. And I have to kind of maneuver my way around his lineup here. Set it well, up with Lamar Jackson, Aaron Jones, one and two. What do we? What are you thinking so far on on his lineup? What do you like? What do you dislike?
1: So, like Noah said, he – what was it? He gets the guy he wants when he wants him. Is that, is that what he He said? will
0: draft who he drafts when he drafts him. Yep. Yeah. something like that.
1: And you know what? <laughs> he won last year. So, that strategy worked for him last year. It'll probably work for him again this year because Lamar is just that damn good. Um, I don't love the team, that said. But I, I really do – see, I said I don't like it. But now I'm looking through and there's a lot of guys who I kind of like. Like Jones, if Jones repeats this team, if Aaron Jones repeats, it's going to be good. Julio is uber consistent. DJ Moore, I think, is going to take that step. Robert Woods, I love. Um, Yeah, I don't. Who's his running back to? Fournette. That's not great. (laughs) Yeah, not great, Bob. Isn't great, but I mean, like Tevin Coleman, you could start in a pinch. Um, Same thing with Edelman. I don't love the Tua pick. I think that he's a little unnecessary in this league, but. Hey, get your guy. Um, a lot of reaches so no,
0: I, here. Reach on Lenny. Reach on Gronk. Yeah, a lot of a lot reaches. of week
1: thirteen buys. It's got three guys with a week thirteen buy, which Bournet, yeah. Moore, and Gronk who are all pivotal pieces. So we'll see. I'm gonna I lead, think that there.
0: I'm going to lead uh, more pretender here. Um,
1: I'll say pretender.
0: I, I I want to give him benefit of the doubt because he won, but I think this draft is is maybe going to show some flaws in in the in the actual product here. Maybe Jeff Fisher at best seven and seven. I think this is going to be a down year for him with the with the draft that he outputted here.
1: Yeah, I just think that it. I mean, I just really think Lamar's that good. He like is. I'm really just in this format too. Like he he breaks it because it's a six point patch and the touchdown with all his rushing and non PPR. Like he is a cheat code. So if he repeats or gets anywhere close to what he did last year, like I, I think that he will like not run away with this league or anything, but I think that he will keep him in games and keep him very competitive towards the end.
0: Yeah. He'll be in every game, right? Every week. And, and I guess that's all you could really ask for, right? Is being in every match. Yeah. Um, any any last thoughts to, to kind of wrap us up here? We've gone through all three leagues. We did our, our divisions order. I think we've covered a lot in our kind of our reintroductory flagship podcast to get the season going for 2020. Um, I'm excited. And, you know, we hope you are too if you've stayed this long. Um, thank you. And we look forward to, you know, chatting with you next week. Any, anything else from you?
1: Yeah. Um, let us know what you guys think. Um, obviously, we did this – probably a lot longer than Joe and I were both expecting, but kind of once we just started talking, it was tough to stop. Um, so we're going to hopefully try to kind of keep everything closer to more like an hour, kind of cut it down a little bit, but um, no, uh, I'm looking forward to this year. Obviously right now it's before week one. So everyone's hopeful. We'll see how everything changes after, uh, after week one with a couple of big Sammy Watkins games out of nowhere and a couple of bad games from some of our uh, starters. We'll see how everyone's feeling and. uh In about a week. couple, couple Kevin Ogletrees. Yeah. Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, that brings us up to the end of of the churn. As always, you set your lineup, league.